You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I am joined here in the studio with Ken and Matt. How are you both? Hey. Oh, doing great. Good. Good to hear. Uh, Jeff is not here. Jeff uh, couldn't be bothered That's why today. I'm doing so great. I just remembered. Yeah, <laughs> There's no Jeff here. Jeff's not right in front of you, but I'm actually sitting in Jeff's seat, uh-huh. so you get to look at me and not Jeff's, uh, Jeff's beard, but... Uh, if any of you have been watching Chernobyl, the HBO miniseries, Jeff is really into it, and uh, he got so inspired by watching Chernobyl, he went to the uh, locations in Illinois that have nuclear capabilities and went to go tell them what they were doing wrong. So, oh, um, <laughs> hope to prevent a new, you know, a Chernobyl. Obviously, yeah. he's well actually a nuclear scientist. Yeah, and I well, think it's dangerous because the operators may fall asleep listening to him. <laughs> And then accidentally hit the button. Yeah. That, yeah. That turns the, the reactor up. Um, but uh, in place of Jeff, uh, we have a lot of personality coming to us over Skype. Uh, and first to introduce uh, our contestant today, uh, he is a Cruiserweight champion on Patreon, which we very much appreciate. And uh, he's from Chicago. Uh, his name is Jamal Gorham. How's it going, Jamal? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. Doing great. Thanks for joining us. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I've pretty much lived in Illinois all my life, went to U of I, and right now I'm a strategic business analyst for a medical logistics company, Whoa! which is a fancy long title for, I make the routes that bring things from hospitals to hospitals. Thank you okay. for explaining that to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in yeah. essence, you, I understood it, but thank you for explaining it. <laughs> you are the Jason Statham, the transporter of the medical world, kind of. Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> sure. All. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and you well, you know martial arts really well too, so that's good. And uh, you know, you said to us before we started recording that you don't normally go to trivia too much, but you listen more on the podcast side of it. Um, do you just love trivia? Yeah, it's more of uh, like watching Jeopardy, listening to tr- you guys, uh, you know, some other trivia podcasts, and kind of playing with my wife and at home. Not much for bar trivia scene, but it's the at home version, right? You don't want to. Yeah, the take-home version. I did, I did the same thing with Wheel of Fortune. I don't want to go on it. I just played at home. Right. Same thing. So that's why you're always spinning wheels. <laughs> that's why. It's those fidget spinners. I couldn't stop. When we, when we first started recording, there was one in the studio, and I would not stop hitting it, and it drove everyone nuts because it would end up on the recording. That's true. Yeah, he did have fidget spinners, and they were always, yeah. always going. <laughs> and uh, we have a really great uh, guest host joining us today. Um, Haley reached out uh, and signed up on our form to host. Uh, she is a United States champion coming to us from Madison, Wisconsin. And it's uh, Haley Stroik. How's it going, Haley? 
It's going great. How are you guys? Doing really well. Uh, and we know you put this game together. Uh, but before we get to it, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, like you said, I'm from Madison, Wisconsin, and I kind of got into trivia a little bit strangely. Um, my hometown does a trivia contest every year over the radio. That's 54 hours straight. Um, and they do that every April as a fundraiser. And so I've been playing that my entire life. So that's kind of how I got started in all of this. Wow. So you have, you've had trivia in your life for a long time. Yes. That's great. That's great. We know you, you put the game together for us today, which we're excited to play. But thank you also for being a Patreon supporter. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, and uh, before we throw it to the rules guy, Matt and I were texting over the weekend because WWE was in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And Goldberg and The Undertaker were the main event. Yep. And uh, Matt and I described it as uh, two old men falling over and fighting <laughs> each other because if you've seen any of the clips, uh, Goldberg almost killed Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Undertaker almost broke Goldberg's neck. Goldberg got a concussion, and sure, he could hardly a couple injured hips. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was bad. So we have a link to the the match, and uh, we're going to post it in the show notes, and uh, you guys can check it out. I think it's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's dangerous when when your grandpas start fighting. I, I don't think that anybody's interested in that, but apparently that's very big in Saudi Arabia. Right. I mean, you'd think at the start of loose lips sink ships that they wouldn't be getting angry with each other and sh- and shouting. But oh, uh, angry old men three is a... right. Fisticuffs. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So enjoy that link. I think you'll like it. But uh, without further ado, before we get to uh, Haley's game, let's throw it over to the rules guy and see how he's doing today. The rules of the game are simple: twenty questions split into two rounds, worth ten points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Man, we got to have Darren on the show. Yeah, we do. I, I did uh, reach out and I'm mm-hmm. um, just waiting word. To his he, publicist. I reached out to his publicist, uh, Darren, too. And uh, we'll see what he says. I think uh, he's interested, but... His publicist is named Darren 2. Darren 2, yep. And then his agent's Darren 3 and manager's Darren 4. Lawyer's name is Rob, for the record. <laughs> yeah, great job, Darren, there. Um, I think because we were talking about Goldberg and Undertaker, why don't we just be old man fights? I like it. For our team name. What about you, Ken? What about you and Jamal? Well, since he's from uh, Logan Square and, uh, you know, we're both local, I think we're going to be the home team. <laughs> the good guys. The good guys. Yeah, home right. team. As, as Hawk would say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying. Socks, Baseball. the socks. Hey, he knows. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, let's throw it to Haley and uh, feel free to take it away and uh, run your game. All right. Excellent. So this first question for round one, um, I can't take credit for it. It is one of the questions that's asked every year during that radio contest that I play. I just wanted to see if you guys know the answer to it. So the category is sports in the movies, kind of. Who is the Major League Baseball player whose signature appears on the bat that Wendy Torrance uses to beat her husband, Jack? Ooh. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, I'm not too sure on this one. Uh, I can't really remember it specifically, but we, we wrote down a few. I think one of these is probably right. So let's just lock in that one. I'm good with that. Do you have any idea on this one, Jamal? Uh Baseball is not a strong suit of mine, yeah. so I could only name just... I didn't, re- I didn't really realize there was a signature on the bat. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. All right, uh, so... Um, I mean, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, I don't... Let's say, uh, let's say Lou Gehrig. Okay, because it's not... Like, Babe Ruth's the obvious one, I guess, so... 
All right, let's say Lou, Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Okay, you're with Lou Gehrig. Um, yeah, we wrote down. Yeah, first thing I wrote down was Babe Ruth because I, I it's a pretty famous signature. It's the big B and then the big R, um, and I've, you've seen it on a lot of things. Um, but then you wrote down Ted, uh, and Ted Williams, uh, very famous, you know, last person to hit 400, uh, known for hitting. Makes sense. Uh, is it, doesn't the movie take place in the Northeast? Yeah, it's like Colorado maybe or around okay, that area. So yeah, no, so that doesn't help. <laughs> so we'll ignore that and we'll lock in with Ted Williams anyway. All right. Um, unfortunately, no one got it right. Um, the answer is Carl Yastrzemski. Uh, he played for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and the movie for the audience playing at home uh, was The Shining. Yes. Do you remember the scene? Darling, light of my life. He's chasing her up with the bat. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, that's that's a great question. I didn't know that one. Yeah. All right. So question two is in musical origins. Um, we all know Queen is from the United Kingdom, but which country was Freddie Mercury born in? We are locked in on over here on this one. Okay. Zanzibar. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was Zanzibar as well. So I think we're we're in agreement, and we're going to say Zanzibar. Yeah, as Jack Black says on the Tenacious D song, Zanzibar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yep, that is Zanzibar. All right. Hey, we're on the board. We'd get there. I knew it. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> uh-huh. As long as there are no more baseball questions. <laughs> Actually, just so you know, this entire game is Milwaukee Brewers history. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> All right. Question three is in In Space, No One Can Hear You Scream. What is the name of the astronaut that contacted NASA with the phrase, uh, Houston, we've had a problem here? Mm. Um, we are... <laughs> we, we have both the actor and the character, I believe, so we're going to lock in. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, me and Neil are coming at it from a film perspective. So this is Tom Hanks in uh, Apollo 13. Yep, and I don't remember the name, so I hope you. I think it's uh, Jim Jim Lovell. That sounds good to me. Now let, this me is... let me let me just check myself before I wreck myself here. Yeah, I think we're good with that. Now this is from that movie where Tom Hanks goes on the thirteenth Apollo mission. <laughs> yeah, that, that, the... that, that is correct. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I couldn't remember the first name if it was Jim or not. I think it's Jim, um, but I, just to be official, we locked in with Lovell. Okay. Well, both of you uh, fell for the trap there. In the movie, it is Jim Lovell that says it, but in the actual Apollo 13 space, space flight, it was Jack Swigert. Wow. Wow. We the people. <laughs> <laughs> MMA star Jack Swigert. Yeah, so he initially contacted them, and then NASA asked them to repeat it, and then Lovell responded, Houston, we've had a problem, but it was Jack first. Wow. It's, like, it's it. like when you tell a good joke, and then someone says it louder, and they get credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> like all of Dane Cook's jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, that's so funny. I, that, I'm going to never forget that now. So, I mean, we'll forget the name, but yeah, we won't forget we the remember fact. remember that fact. Right. What was that guy again? I already forgot. Who was the third guy in Rush? Um, oh, geez. Oh, well, it's Neil Peart, Getty Lee, and uh, I'm thinking of Depl- Alex Lifeson. That's it, right? Lifeson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we're locking <laughs> we're it in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question four is in human anatomy. Um, all I need to know is what is the largest internal organ in the human body? Now, what if you get impaled with an organ? Mm-hmm. And it's comp- <laughs> an actual organ. Because um, <laughs> yeah. the external organ would be the, the epidermis. Yes. Right? Okay. okay, I know that. I know that word for skin. Uh huh. I think it's. I think it's either one of these. Oh, okay. 
You know what? I think this one, even though it's called that, is actually bigger than that okay. one. Okay, well that does that gives away a lot of hints. So we're <laughs> That's okay. I was I was getting there already. In the same place. We're we're locked in. <laughs> okay, we're locked in. All right. So what they were talking about was large <laughs> intestine, small intestine. I know the uh, liver is also pretty sizable. Liver was the first thing that came to mind for me. I think between the large and small intestine, the small is actually bigger. I mean, the small intestine, if you stretch it out, isn't it supposed to be insanely long? I think it'll, it goes all the way to Jupiter and back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think small intestine, if you think about just the length. Are you, are you comfortable with that? Because science is my weakness. I yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going by weight or... But yeah, let's say small intestine. Okay. All right. So yeah, we were in the, we were actually just, I, I'm pretty sure it was one of the intestines and we were kind of debating. It would make sense if it was the large one, but nothing ever makes sense. Uh, so we locked in with small intestine. Okay. Um, Jamal and Kenya should have gone with your other answer. It is the liver. Oh. Mm. <laughs> nice canty. And Jamal has the, yeah, nice canty. <laughs> Jamal has the medical background too. Mm. Yeah. It's good for us though. Sell more livers. Is that <laughs> we just move things. We don't know about them. Fair enough. Yeah, see, that's like the transport. He never looks in the trunk. <laughs> exactly. He just delivers it. <laughs> All right. So question five is in fav- famous last stands. In what modern day U.S. state was the Battle of Little Bighorn? This is not my forte. This would this had Jeff written all over it. Yeah, he'd be yeah he'd be right away. He's like actually no, I don't think so. You don't think so? You know this? You don't think we'll have to quiz him later, um, and then tell him that we both got it right, so he'll feel bad. (laughs) You went with that area. Is there any particular reason? No, no, (laughs) no. All right. Well, I have no idea either, and uh, I just have a guess here, just for the fact uh, that the Tonys are tonight, and this musical is probably going to win uh, Best Revival. So that's why we (laughs) will lock in with this answer. (laughs) It could be anything. (laughs) Well, I too was thinking Oklahoma for some reason, but I have no justification for that. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that came to my mind. So we might as well just go with that. Let's hit that Oklahoma. Let's do it. What a hive mind. We also said Oklahoma. (laughs) Surprisingly. Oh, if you guys are a little too far south, it was in Montana. Um, there's no musicals named Montana. That's no. the problem. <laughs> there is a track on Justin, Tim- Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods album called Montana, where mm. he uh, proposed to Jessica Biel. Great. Yeah, there good, you go. Good information. Thank good, you. Good story. <laughs> um, so after five questions, uh, Matt and I, uh, old man fights, or at least on the board, we have 10 points. And uh, so are Jamal and Ken with uh, Team Hometown. They also have 10 points. Oh, so. Home team. Home team. Mm-hmm. Good guys with 10. Good guys with 10. So we're tied at 10. Mm-hmm. All right. So question six is in a long time ago. Who is the first character to speak in the Star Wars film series? And I mean this chronologically, not in episode order. So starting with episode four. We're locked in. Okay. I thought. So Jamal, does it open uh, Does it open on the uh, the ship, right? Yeah, and I feel like I've heard this question recently. C-3PO is the first thing that comes to mind. He's like going through the hallway talking to himself like a lunatic as as usual. Right, and I forget what the words are, but... All I remember is the first time I watched Star Wars, I was so bored by it because I was was young, and like the first half an hour of that movie is just like C-3PO and R2-D2 f***ing around. (laughs) Like, get to something, make something happen, so... Mm -hmm. We're going to go with C-3PO. Yeah, I think it was something along the lines of, wow, this is some kind of Star Wars, right? <laughs> There's a war. <laughs> We're in the stars. 
There's but, a big vacuum coming our way. Yeah. So we locked in with C-3PO. Yep, both teams are right. It was C-3PO. Um, it was right. opening when the ship was being attacked, and he was kind of giving a status report loudly. <laughs> about what Everything was he does is loudly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question seven is in the category of water world. What country has the most natural lakes in the world? I kind of that's kind of an interesting answer. Yeah. You want to you want to go with yours? Yeah, it's big, maybe, or it could be one of the the the, the lands. Makes me think of uh, Quint from Jaws talking about natural lakes or something like. And you find a natural lake here. <laughs> it's just like that. A lot of things make you think of Quint I, from Jaws. It does. I think like, it's just an impression you like to do. I think it might be like when I go to McDonald's and they don't have the yeah. the breakfast anymore. And you said by ten thirty, it's ten thirty one. Any excuse to talk like uh, Quint or Jackson Maine? Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we're locked in. We're locked in. Um, so uh, thinking of land area. Yep. I thought the Russia or Canada. I think the United States would be the odd man out of those three. Yeah. Do you want to go Canada then? I hate to keep going with the first thing I think of, but yeah, Canada. I'm good with that. I, I don't mind that at all. Let's go Canada. Mm-hmm. We wrote Canada down. Yeah, but then I figured Minnesota has 10,000 lakes on its own, right? There's got to be other lakes that's in what other that, That's what that license plate says. Land of Lakes is made right here in the USA. Butter. The mm-hmm. butter, yep. obviously. Yep. So we locked in with USA. All right. Well, Jamal and Ken were right. It is Canada. Um, 9% of the country is covered in fresh water up nice. there. Yeah, you totally saved me on that one. I was going to say USA, too. Yeah. <laughs> Big time for Canada. Got a bunch of lakes, NBA finals. Good for them. Jamal's almost batting perfect. I mean, he had the liver one, too. He, yeah. So as long as Jamal Just trusts... Just not confident. Confident, right. <laughs> it should be titled, Jamal Trusts His Gut, because it seems like you're 100%. All right. Question eight is in NHL honors. What NHL team has the most retired numbers? See, I don't follow hockey, but I think I have an idea. That's exactly what I was going to put. Yeah, I think yeah. it's right. So my confidence of not knowing anything about hockey, I think that's right. Okay. We're locked in. Wow. All right, uh, so we're probably thinking an original six team. Definitely. Um, Blackhawks wouldn't be a bad guess. I think Montreal wouldn't be a bad guess. Uh, I was thinking, you know, it's Montreal, obviously, first guess, or Toronto, because I think probably, like, the tradition of retiring numbers is means more up there. What's, what's your gut saying? Montreal. Montreal. All right, Montreal it is. Mm-hmm. I thought Montreal. I thought um, I don't know. I I think it's it's very. It depends on the team because some teams are more you know loose with who jerseys they retire. Uh, we were just thinking about a team with like a ton of Hall of Famers um, and you know an older team, and we locked in with the Detroit Red Wings. Okay, well the correct answer is the Montreal Canadiens. Mm, oh uh, they have fifteen Dang. numbers retired. Jamal is just crushing us, man. It's like Jason Statham to the face Jamal, of an intruder. Jamal drank uh, kombucha for for breakfast today, so his gut his gut balance is perfect. That that uh, bacterial <laughs> that bacteria count that is was, just oh man. The you took a weird route to that. <laughs> Jamal uh, laid that out for you very nicely. You know what has a weird route is that small intestine. Oh, I see that too. Oh. All right. Question nine is in Shakespeare in space. What planet has moons that are all named after Shakespearean characters? I've I've written a similar question to this. I know I, I've gotten it wrong multiple times from you, from Jeff, from regular trivia, from a hobo on the street. Here, uh, 
He just asked you that? The yeah. hobo? No, he came up and I was like, oh, here's a dollar. And he said, it what was, are you? Was it Rudger Hauer <laughs> it was, from yeah. Hobo with a Shotgun? <laughs> it was. He pulled the shotgun on me and he's like, name the moons of Shakespeare characters. There's a, I know there's an Othello. I think it's this one. This one? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. It's probably going to be wrong. It's going to be yeah, the other absolutely. one. Okay. We're going to lock in with this wrong Boy, answer. Let's, let's hear what Jamal's leading. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear Jamal. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll come back. <laughs> We're locked in. All right. So I'm not saying Jupiter. No, definitely not. Let's eliminate that. Um, I think we are eliminating Saturn. Yes. So I thought was it's between Uranus and Neptune. I know one of them has a moon, I believe, called Callisto. Neptune then? Yeah. I'm bracing myself now for this answer right. because Neptune. we were between Neptune and you wrote Venus and I was just like, oh, that makes sense. And like, I don't think they have very many moons. They're very close to the sun. I don't, I can't think of any moons of Venus. I know Neptune has a ton. Probably should have said Neptune, but we locked in with Venus. Uh, the answer is Uranus. So yeah. Jamal should have gone with his first hunch once again. So it wasn't Mars, which the moon is a part of, right? Right. <laughs> pretty much oh, all. <laughs> pretty much everything I know about our solar system's moons uh, have to do with where they go in the anime Cowboy Bebop. So that's what, all I know. That wasn't helpful here at all. No. What about yeah. Sailor's Moons? Sailor's Moons. Uh, I don't watch that one. Oh. Uh, Cool. All right. So um, the last question in this round is in the category of I love you, but you're all terrible. What's our score so far? On Bob's Burgers, Bob shows off his creative side by having special burgers of the day. How much does a burger of the day cost? I should not watch Bob's Burgers. I think it's that. Okay. You would know. You watch the adult cartoons. Yeah. I mean, adult films. <laughs> I mean, adult, adult cartoons. Sorry. Hentai. Hentai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine with me i i don't yeah i don't watch the show yeah as an expert in adult cartoons <laughs> uh, i'm locked in with this yeah so the sign is always to the right of the mm -hmm. the counter and it's yep. always got a fun pun on it but uh, usually i'm distracted by the pun mm -hmm. uh, and i don't notice the price uh, i think it's pretty cheap though um in terms of a burger meal so you want to say uh 5.99 for some reason, I was thinking like it was six fifty, or I feel like a ninety nine would have stood out more. Okay, six fifty, six fifty. That sounds good. That's about what mm -hmm. I was thinking. All right, so yeah, I'm trust my gut on this one, and then <laughs> probably be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is a stab anyway. So, so you guys are locked in with six fifty. Six fifty. Yeah, I was actually torn between, uh, I think somewhere between four ninety five and five ninety five. Uh, I think, and I, I think I remember seeing a five on there, so we just locked in with five ninety five. Right, Matt, you are absolutely correct. It is five ninety five. Wow. Right. Good job. Oh, wow. Nice. I got one. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, Colleen always talks to me. It just makes me think of burgers because she's always like, you know, a, a place uh, if it has a good burger, doesn't really need to be more than like ten bucks or something Neil, like that. Neil, oh my God, stop. Please. Oh, my God. Lynn. That's a good impression. <laughs> Not bad. Um, yeah. Um, good thing you, you do watch adult cartoons. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> adult. You pervert. <laughs> the first round has come to a close, and it looks like team uh, hometown uh, or home team hometown. Home team. Home team. Just write it down. Just write it, Dean. Write it, Dean. Write it, Dean here. Sorry. I don't know where that turned into. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like the bird lady from Home Alone 2. <laughs> you find your birds and you feed the birds. Merry Christmas. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so home team uh, has 40 points going into the swing round, and uh, team old man fights uh, has 30 points. <laughs> so we're, we're just behind just a little bit. Yeah. That's all. Uh, so uh, before we get to the swing round, uh, just wanted to let everyone know that like Jamal and Haley, you too can become a patron supporter. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, get a bunch of different perks here. Uh, Haley is going to be getting a, a poster sent to her. Uh, Jamal had a, a Macho Man sticker sent to him, and there's many other perks that you can get mm-hmm. for joining and help support the show. And uh, without their support, we wouldn't be able to uh, make the show as good as we try to make it. So, mm-hmm. Or make the show at all. Or make the show at all. Uh, so yeah, please uh, check us out at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast to become a Patreon supporter, and uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Haley, uh, what do you have in store for us today? So for the swing round, I decided to do a movie quote swing round, um, more specifically a follow that line. So I'm going to give you a line from a movie, and all I need from you guys is just to give me the well-known quote that follows it. Um, I'm not going to try to stump you with any you know, random indie movies or anything like that, so they are pretty well-known movies. Shame. So there's no Battleship Potemkin? <laughs> so quote one is... Too late, they start shooting in a week. Number two, but you don't understand, Osgood. I'm a man. Number three, are you crying? There's no crying. Number four, surely you can't be serious. Number five, so you play pretty good for a blind white boy. Number six, I'm here to try out my sea legs. Number seven, we don't have enough road to get up to 88. Number eight is a dialogue, so I'll just read the two lines. Um, Play it once, Sam, for old time's sake. I don't know what you mean, Miss Elsa. Number nine is come and see the violence inherent in the system. And number 10 is Lena. We're missing every other word. You've got to talk into the mic. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw 
A, though, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she was, Or call the police. Or call the police like <laughs> she should have, exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. All right, so as we mull these answers over, uh, just want to remind everybody to join us on The Crop. It's a fun uh, fan group that we have on Facebook. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, we share, uh, we share uh, tidbits about the episodes, discussions on the episodes, answers, and... Recently passed 500 members. Recently passed 500, so thank you, everybody, for signing up if you're already there. Cool. Let's uh, throw it back to Haley to hear the questions one more time and get the answers. All right. So the first quote that I gave you was too late. They start shooting in a week. So what did you guys have for that? Yeah, this one, I just, I could not think of it. It sounded so familiar. Uh, so we just put something that was showbiz related and we put uh, Mr. De, uh, DeMille. I'm ready for my close up. This one, uh, I'm pretty sure is the Godfather. Um, I don't know the following quote that comes after it. So uh, any excuse to do a Godfather impression. So I just said, uh, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. So that's all we had. <laughs> um, the next line is, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Uh, should have just went that's with that an, one. That's such an easy impression, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number two was, but you don't understand, Osgood. I'm a man. Yeah, this this uh, we were we were pretty lost on this one. Uh, then I thought maybe uh, it's from Psycho, and I put we're all a little crazy sometimes. Oh, uh, well, this one uh, thanks my mom for this one. She's a huge Marilyn Monroe fan, and uh, I've seen this movie many times. I've seen it on stage. It's Some Like It Hot, and I believe it's uh, Jack Lemon. Uh, I can't remember on the boat with Osgood, and he goes, uh, "But you don't understand, Osgood." Uh, or sorry, I'm a man, and then the response is, "Well, nobody's perfect." Yep, that's exactly right. And I um, said that to us. Yeah, what, Ken, when you were saying that in the discussion, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have the line, but I, I had the movie, and I bailed on it. I'm disappointed, by the way. There is no uh, a star is born in this list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've some... actually never seen it. So we we we, we heard uh, the the feedback on the crop about our Jackson Maine impressions. Uh, you've been heard, and mm-hmm. uh, we we will reintroduce Jackson at some point. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get another look. No, out. today is <laughs> we'll, not that day. We'll get another look at Jackson. Uh, I guess today is that day. Hey, hey, Matt, huh. just want to get another look at you. All right. All right. So the third quote was, "Are you crying? There's no crying." Uh, so we had for this one, uh, "There's no crying in baseball." Yeah, this is this was one that really stood out right away. Uh, very iconic line: "There's no crying in baseball." Yep, from A League of Their Own, which is one of my favorite movies. It's so good. This used to be my playground. <laughs> Sorry. It's that movie where Tom Hanks coaches those girls who have their own league. Yeah. So. Yes, that's right. Okay. That is. <laughs> Got it. All right, quote number four was, surely you can't be serious. And we jumped onto this one pretty quick, and it's, I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. There's a lot of quotes, uh, good quotes from Airplane, uh, but this one's, I am serious and don't call me Shirley. 
Very good. All right. So the fifth quote was, so you play pretty good for a blind white boy. So I was thinking of all the movies that I know a blind white boy is in. And I remembered that there's a blind white boy who plays some pretty good guitar in Roadhouse. I uh, can't remember the line that comes after this, but we went with pain don't hurt. Good good guess. Uh, yeah, it was funny when I heard this. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, she did a great Roadhouse reference. Uh, so yeah, this is when uh, Dalton visits uh, the Double Deuce for the first time. And uh, he goes up to the door and he goes, he tells uh, the uh, the blues player, um, play pretty good, good for a blind white boy. And he goes, and I thought you'd be bigger. Yep. Uh, I uh, wanted to pander to you guys a little bit, so I did do a little house <laughs> Pandering appreciated. Le- leave it to Neil to get that one. <laughs> All right. So number seven was, I'm here to try out my sea legs. Where's this? Yeah, I don't think this is the Battleship Potemkin, right, Neil? I don't think so. I, I, let me think about it in my Russian. Nope, I don't think so. No, I don't think. I think that's a silent film, in fact. Um, but uh, I don't know. I thought that maybe this was uh, Jaws on the boat scene. So I put, you're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, I, I thought uh, he wanted to try out his sea legs, but the boat wasn't spacious enough for him. And he said, you know what? You're going to need a bigger boat. Um, the answer is, but you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, oh, now I can hear it so clearly now. There's a lot of Tom Hanks on this episode. Mm-hmm. It's a good guy. All right. So quote seven was, we don't have enough road to get up to 88. And we had uh, from Back to the Future 2, uh, where we're going, we don't need roads. But Back to the Future 1 and 2, yes. right? Because yeah. they, they replay the scene. Yeah, I believe it's the last scene of number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, where we're going, we don't need roads. Yep, both teams are getting points for that. All right, uh, quote eight was two lines. It was, play it once, Sam, for old time's sake. I don't know what you mean, Miss Elsa. Yeah, this one's pretty tricky. Um, so the common misconception is that somebody says, play it again, Sam, in that order. But I don't think they ever say that. And after a lot of discussion, Jamal? Uh, so we locked in with play as time goes by. Yeah, um, I... I, I mean, this is up to you, Haley. I'd give them credit for that. But the full line, yeah, everyone says played against Sam, but it's play it, Sam. Play it as time goes by. Yeah, I'll give you guys both credit for that. You got the gist of it. Mm-hmm. And that is from Casablanca. All right. All right. Quote number nine was, come and see the violence inherent in the system. The only uh, spot that I know this line from is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm assuming that they're referencing um, another movie here in Monty Python. But the only other line uh, associated with that is, be quiet, I order you to be quiet. Hmm. But I don't think that's right. Uh, We didn't really know. I just thought this might be the preamble to him laying out the rules to Fight Club. And the first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. That's not even the right line. Ken, you had the right movie and you did say this when you were discussing it. It is, help, help, I'm being repressed. Hmm. Oh, wow. It's when King Arthur was shaking him down and trying to... Get him to be quiet. (laughs) Just pick the wrong line. All right. And then the last quote was, Lena, we're missing every other word. You've got to talk into the mic. Yep. No idea on this one. We just said, uh, can you hear me now? (laughs) This one, uh, I knew the movie right away. And I couldn't initially think of the the word. Um, It's singing in the rain. And uh, Colleen was in singing in the rain. She broke her arm, actually, playing, uh, playing one of the roles. 
the uh, Debbie Reynolds role. But um, I was There's trying to think. There's a lot of stage combat in that version. There is. <laughs> There's a lot of hand-to-hand combat. Um, and uh, I was trying to remember the name because the whole joke is the mics, the orig- initially they put them in like plants and bushes and whatnot. And I believe the line is, uh, we're missing every other word. You've got to talk into the mic. And she says, I'm not going to make love to a bush. And that's what we locked in with. Yep. So the line is, um, well, I can't make love to a bush. So I will go ahead and give you points for that. All right. Thank you. You got it. After the swing round, it looks like team home team is at 60 points. And uh, we've taken a slight lead over here at old man Mm. fights with 65. So very tight game going into round two. Don't ever count on old man fights. All right. So the first question of round two is in the category of a river runs through it. Within 1%, what percentage of the Nile River is located in Egypt? Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Fair enough. All right, so uh, I like to think this is a pretty high amount, but I bet it's less than half. Do you agree? Yeah, I was thinking very low. I don't know why. Oh, really? Because thinking of the size of Egypt compared to like the size of the Sudan or Chad, mm. some of those other countries that are up there. I see. Do I say like? So I was thinking like twenty five. Okay. If we could do that, I'm I'm I feel pretty good about that. That's about the ballpark I was thinking. I did grow up with a map of Africa that I put together frequently, so I'm going to be very disappointed <laughs> okay. in getting this question wrong. We'll go twenty five percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, generally, game theory says that if it's within one percent, you're looking at a lower number. Uh, otherwise, they would say within three to five percent or five percent, something along there. So we thought it was really low to start with. Um, I thought it might it might have even been like one or two percent, but uh, we kind of went up a little bit and settled on five percent. Okay, um, Ken and Jamal, you were a little bit too high. The answer is twenty-two percent. Ooh, so close. We were not close. No, or Jamal oh. and Ken were very close. <laughs> no, we were. Not. I'm satisfied with that answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's close enough. All right, and so then question two is in NBA honors. Who is the only person in NBA history to be named Most Valuable Player, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year? Yeah, I got that one. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's one I actually know. I think. Oh, cool. We're locked in. So are we. So, oh, it's uh, Larry Bird, mm-hmm. the uh, Hick from French Lick. I was gonna say is his name Slick Rick, but like, no, that's a rapper. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with Larry Bird. Uh, yes, Lawrence Bird. Yep, the answer is Larry Bird. Yeah, with the uh, Boston as a player, and then Indiana as a coach and executive. I what uh, What's he up to now? Is he even coaching or anything? He's still an executive oh, with Indiana. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. He get, like he whenever he goes down like into the stands people go nuts and he's still he's still around sweet all right so question three is in the category of his royal highness of zamunda in coming to america akeem asks a barber to give him a perm using a specific product he had seen advertised what's the name of this product i can lock it on that one (laughs) shocking (laughs) i had to watch this movie all the time as a kid oh oh, yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's a great scene I'm not. It's not coming to me. I've, I've seen oh, this movie one so time. So if it's if it's the same as the product they sing about, uh, it's got to be Soul Glow. That sounds fine with me. <laughs> I, I still remember stained couches and yeah. Let your soul glow. I, <laughs> I was just gonna go Soul Glow. Yeah, uh, Eric Lasalle yeah. had uh, had the Soul Glow in his hair uh, from ER. So yeah, we want Soul Glow as well. Yep, the answer is Soul Glow. I watched this movie one time in Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did you have any McDowells? I, no. Making a sequel right now. They're getting ready to shoot. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. All right. So question four is in the category of civil wars. The Wars of the Roses were a series of civil wars between which two houses of England? Oh God. This is another one. I never researched the War of the Roses. I'm thinking of the Michael Douglas movie. Mm. I can get this one, by the way. Just give me a second. All right, we're locked in. Did you write in Capulets? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I so they're locked in. I don't. I didn't know the um, the answer. I can never remember. I was just gonna say Montague and Capulet because I have nothing else. Yeah. Do you have anything? No, absolutely not. I don't. I I don't know the different. It's 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 English, uh, I, I believe. Um, it's like royalty. Yeah. I just I can't think of their last names. Uh, Burberry House. Yeah, Burberry and uh, um, Ben, whatever his name is, the other mm. British designer. Shapiro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go Montague and Montague and Capulet. Fine. All right. So I remember one time at uh, bar trivia. This was uh, me and Jeff playing uh, by ourselves, I think, and we were nervous because uh, we didn't have your reinforcement. Uh, but uh, we were on our game that day. The question was uh, the same question, and we realized that uh, Game of Thrones was based off the War of the Roses, Uh, so we assumed there had to be a Stark house and a Lannister house, and we said, what's English and sounds like those things? And we said, York and Lancaster. That is great, Ted. Yeah, you were right. Uh, It's York and Lancaster. Wow. I'm not going to forget that now. That's good to know. York and Lancaster. Okay. All right, so question five is in the category of famous science guys. Who is the physicist that created the world's first nuclear reactor, which was built in Chicago? That's where Jeff is today. He could have told us, but he's, <laughs> he's over there. Yeah. Um, this is the, um, I feel like I know this one. It, it's the name of the place here in Chicago, I think. Mm. It's like, um, you can go to it. Off, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, no, you can, you can go to there. Oh, I know what it is too, and it's. I'm just writing names of places because I remember we knew I knew someone in high school who's like dad worked at this place, and I oh 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 um, just start with any letter of the alphabet. No, isn't that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Okay, locked in. So the lab uh, here in Chicago is uh, Fermi. Yeah, I think that's what they were thinking about. But isn't I didn't think that was a nuclear reactor. I thought that was a large hadron collider. Like a CERN. Uh, I don't know exactly. I don't think it's a Hadron Collider. I think it's a reactor or a lab. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think... I mean, that's... Despite despite that uh, stipulation, I think Fermi is what she's going for. The other only other name I was thinking of was uh, Oppenheimer, but I think he was developing the bomb, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I know him from the bomb. Okay, so let's let's do Fermi then. All right. Yeah, Matt and I were on the same wavelength. That we were just trying to name it the the local mm-hmm. area place here, and uh, Matt wrote it down. Yeah, uh, we locked in with Fermi. Yep, the answer is Enrico Fermi. All right, and thank God you were here because I I could not remember. Yeah, the I just knew it was here. All right, a little score recap. Uh, looks like the home team uh, moved up to a hundred, and Old Man Fights moved up five points ahead of them. So it's one hundred to one one hundred five. All right, after the first five questions of the second round, it looks like the home team has taken a little bit of a home team lead. So they're at 100, and Team Old Man Fights is trailing by five points with 95. Okay, so question six is in the category of sorry, Neil, because in The Lord of the Rings, what is the name of Samwise Gamgee's wife? Oh, God. (laughs) I haven't seen Do you care if I lock in? (laughs) Please do. (laughs) I didn't even know Samwise was married. He's never home. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he gets he gets married later on. Yeah. Oh, later on. He's not married when he goes on his little adventure. So he's not good enough to get married to. But once he becomes a hero, then everyone comes crawling. Oh, All yeah. the little hobbits come crawling. Yeah. Um. Jeez. What's a good Tolkien Indian Tolkienian name for a wife? Oh, I. It, I mean, it depends. Does she take his last name? Is she a wise now? Too? Is she a wise? <laughs> Jenny Wise? Jenny Wise. Martha Wise. Oh, don't worry. I'll tell you her maiden name. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, how about since um, Batman and Superman have such a fascination oh, Martha? with Martha? We'll go with Martha. Yeah. Martha Wise. How do you know that name? <laughs> Wise isn't his last name. It's Gamgee. Oh, it's Martha Gamgee. Martha Gamgee, <laughs> yeah. Martha Gamgee, who owns the market on the corner. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, <laughs> Rosie Cotton hyphen Gamgee. <laughs> Yep, the answer is Rosie Cotton. Oh. Was she played by Rosie Perez in the movie? <laughs> no. Where you been, Sam Wise? <laughs> it's a bad impression, but uh, I love Rosie Perez. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Playmen can't jump. Yes. All right, so question seven is in the category of living on top of each other. What is the most densely populated country on Earth? The last time we heard a similar version of this question, I just looked at Jeff oh, and he's like, um... I locked in, so I didn't pay attention. Yeah, it's uh, which is often the case. It's it's a name I'm not gonna be able to remember. Is it like Algeria? No, 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 no. Um, no. It's um Andorra, no. Algonquin. It starts with an M. Um, oh, starts with an M. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Mont Montenegro. It was a country that when I heard it, I didn't know it was a country until Jeff said. <laughs> okay, Monaco. Uh, oh wait, Monaco sounds familiar. We can lock in with that. I don't think it's right because Grace Kelly. That's the only yeah. reason I'm going with Monaco. Okay, we're locked in. Yeah. What are you guys? What are you thinking over there? Oh, I just wanted to hear what you were thinking. I got a lot of things floating around in my head over here. I thought it might be Indonesia. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking an, an Asian country, definitely. I think maybe Indonesia. Let's do it. I mean, you know, islands. There's less land to. Maybe I'm thinking about Jakarta specifically, but I don't know. Something about Indonesia's jumping out at me. Yeah, we can go with Indonesia. Okay. Lock it in. Oh, you guys are locked in with Indonesia. Yeah. And we locked in with Monaco, right? That's what we did. Yeah. Yep. And the answer is Monaco. Oh. <laughs> it has an area of 0.78 square miles and a population of about 37,800 people. So oh. very densely populated. Matt <laughs> learned a thing. We'll remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Teamwork. I knew it started with M and Neil knew the name of a country. Matt was hanging up laundry in the weird window and I had my camera and I looked at him a little creepily. And I figured it out. <laughs> Because Grace Kelly's in rear window. I understand. Yeah. Oh, I well, see the yeah. answer there. Well, well Grace, uh, look at my camera here. It's a, it's a DSLR. Most boring movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so question eight in the category of World War One flying beagles. What type of plane did Snoopy say he was flying whenever he was in character as the World War One flying ace? So that's what I know too. But yeah. That's not the name type of the plane. Of plane. That's not the type of. No, it's just based on an actual flyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are I, you saying the name of the plane or the uh, the like model of the plane? I'm not sure if it ever did have an actual name. The model of the plane. Um. So he's he's imitating the Red Baron, mm-hmm. uh, famous for his pizzas, <laughs> um, and and also his wartime <laughs> efforts. Yeah. Mostly his pizzas. Yeah. Who knew that this guy would get back from the war, be a hero, and then create pizzas you can microwave in the microwave oven? Yeah. 
you know. Um, anyway, multi-talented man. So he's the Red Baron. The only plane that I know is an American plane, but the Red Baron was not American. Uh, is the P fifty two? Is that wow. like the Mustang or something? That's a yeah. fighter. They fighter wrote. Plane. Uh, they wrote Rock Lobster. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get this war started. Um, okay. You want to go P fifty two? I don't know. I do. I just. I desperately want to go with P fifty two. Okay. <laughs> He is in Peter, by the way. P fifty two. Yes. Okay. Do you have any idea? It's an old timey biplane. I never knew the name for it. I, I have no idea. So in honor of these guys, let's just say Love Shack. Okay. Um, the answer is the Sopwith Camel. No, oh, never would have so that. close. Okay. So hold on. I should have spoke up. I'm such such a dummy. <laughs> That's that's exactly what I was thinking, but it sounds so stupid. <laughs> oh and no! I didn't want to say it. Well, if you were wrong, you would have. What is it? Really the Sopwith Camel. Sopwith Camel. Yeah, it's spelled S O P W I T H. Wow. Yeah. See, Jamal's. J- Sorry, Ken. That's okay. Jamal's been on his gut. He's been on mm-hmm. fire today. Just go with it, Jamal. Don't yeah. worry about no antacids oh. over there. Look just... at me. Look what I say on a daily basis. You, yeah. If you say something stupid, we'll just cut it out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I said I was really wrong about this one thing. Got cut out, thankfully, but it, it was not good. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Darn. So, uh, question nine is in the category of the wedding singer. All right. What country mu- music legend performed at the wedding reception of Bill and Melinda Gates? It's got to be a couple. I would think it'd be someone who's somewhat politically. Uh, yeah, I was going to say he's he's someone who's outspoken enough who I think they would hire. Mm-hmm. Right. OK, I'm good with that. Yeah. So country. How, do, how are you with country music? I'm bad. I know the names of a lot of people, but uh, can I, you know, they're very like forward thinking and i feel like they pick someone who gives to charity a lot and willie nelson i mean i was thinking like garth brooks or reba or yeah i don't i don't know about i don't know pretty much anything about those people other than garth brooks is also chris gaines and reba mcintyre has a sitcom <laughs> what's called sitcom? reba it's called reba <laughs> um reba reba garth brooks also played minor league baseball oh did he really yeah Let's go with Reba, because I don't think Willie Nelson, I think he's too hippie. Too much pop. Bill Gates. Not, not yeah. enough romantic tunes. Yeah. Unless, like, you think maybe Dolly Parton, I don't know if she performs that much. I'm, I'm good with your gut. I trust your gut at this point, so okay. we're going to go with Reba. Go with Reba McIntyre. I love Dolly Parton, by the way. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but Matt went with something different. Yeah, we thought that maybe Willie was getting the party started, and uh, we said Willie Nelson. Indeed, Willie did get the party oh. started. It was <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah. That's... I was watching Wag the Dog last night, and Willie Nelson is just the most bizarre it's, role in that movie. It's very bizarre. I don't know what he did to get in that movie, but it's like... He so just showed weird. up and they just put him on there. Well, him and Woody Harrelson are like best friends too, which is funny to me. That makes sense. Woody and Willie. Okay, so the last question of regulation is in the category of Great Lakes. As noted in the opening line of The Song of the Hiawatha by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, what is the Ojibwe name for Lake Superior? A lot of the cities right around Lake Superior are like anglicized versions of these kind of names. So you try to think about... Was this that writer who was also uh, a linebacker for the Raiders in the 80s? No. <laughs> Howie Longfellow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I don't know. I, I know once. Arrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know once we hear it, um, I might yeah. recognize it, but I have no idea what's I don't want to make something up. I don't either. I'd rather just refrain that from. Sounds, that sounds like a, yeah. a minefield. Let's go Howie Longfield, Longfellow. Howie, oh, sure. Howie Longfellow. Yeah, I really don't know on this one either. Nope. Let's no just clue. say uh, Algonquin. Oh. I know that's another tribe, but let's just say All Algonquin. Right. Something that could be right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there is one other person who has talked about this lake. It's Gordon Lightfoot. Um, he wrote that the legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchigumi. Oh, okay. So it is Gitchigumi. So close. You were wrong. I do not know what that is. <laughs> That's okay. Regulation is over. It looks like the scores here going into the final round are still very tight, uh, but the old man fights took the lead once again. Uh, we have 115, and right behind us are the home team with 110. So those are the points that we can wager with. So let's hear these final round categories, Haley. All right. So your final round categories are as follows. Number one is the other football. Two is she's going to blow. Three is middle names. Four is Chicago in American history. And five is bonding through chemistry. All the wages are locked in, so let's hear the questions. All right. So in the other football, what country won the first World Cup? Um, number two in She's Gonna Blow, what is the oldest active volcano on Earth? Number three in middle names, what is Donald Duck's middle name? Number four is Chicago in American history. The first televised presidential debate was broadcast from Chicago. Who were the two candidates that were in that debate? And then question five is in bonding through chemistry. In which type of chemical bonding are electrons shared between adjacent atoms? While everyone's discussing the answers, just want to remind everyone, if you'd like to host just like Haley is doing today, there's a sign-up sheet on the crop. You can sign up to be a guest host, also be a guest contestant like Jamal. So there's two sign-up sheets there. They're Google Forms. Go there, sign your name up, and uh, we'll get you on the show as fast as we can with patron, uh, Patreon supporters uh, getting priority. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Things done weird things. Wheel! 
Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All of the answers are now locked in, so let's hear those questions one more time and get the answers. All right, so what country won the first World Cup? So I'm pretty sure this is something I've heard before. I believe the first World Cup was held in Uruguay, and the winner was Uruguay. And we wagered 30 points. Ooh. Uh, we wagered zero on this one because uh, a lot of uh, soccer I don't really know. Um, I didn't knew it was a Latin American country. I was kicking around Colombia for a while, and... Uh, now that he says Uruguay, that sounds right. But we locked in with the perennial champs, uh, Brazil. It is Uruguay. Second question was, what is the oldest active volcano on Earth? Uh, we wagered zero on this one, so we just thought we'd take a stab and say Mount St. Helens. Yep, we wagered 10 on this one. Uh, initially, we were throwing back and forth uh, Dante's Peak um, just to make sure that the dog was safe. And uh, after that, we were between Mount Vesuvius and Mount St. Helens. And just for no other reason than it was familiar to us, we went with Mount St. Helens. The answer is actually Mount Etna, mm-hmm. which is in Italy as well. So, do they all? Does that mountain also provide insurance? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what is middle uh, Donald Duck's middle name? So I kept, throughout our discussion, I kept saying Reginald for some reason. It's just stuck in my head. And Haley's kind of smiling. So either I'm way off or I'm dead right. So uh, we wagered zero on this one too, though. Uh, we wagered 10 on this one. Uh, had no idea on this, but I feel like there's a cartoon character whose middle name is Bartholomew or their real name's Bartholomew. And it just would not get out of my head. So that's what we locked in with. Ken was right. It is a weird name. Um, it's actually Fauntleroy. It's spelled F-A-U-N-T-L-E-R-O-Y. So weirder than any of us could have ever thought. Yep. <laughs> Fauntleroy. Or in duck. <laughs> and then the fourth question was, the first televised presidential debate was broadcast from Chicago. Who were the two candidates in that debate? Well, we only wagered uh, five on this one. So we figured, uh, well, I thought Kennedy was maybe uh, one of the can the first candidates that had a televised debate um did you want to chime in on our the rest of our thinking yeah and uh you know i hope we're not going completely the wrong direction but we thought that nixon lost before he actually became president so we said kennedy and nixon uh yeah i believe that this was the they um nixon was ahead going into this debate but jfk was just so handsome that he pulled ahead after this uh i believe it was jfk and nixon have you uh seen my face <laughs> <laughs> you you down uh, on a TV. We also wagered five on this. Yep. So broadcast on September 26, 1960, it was between Kennedy and Nixon. It's like a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the last question was: In which type of chemical bonding are electrons shared between adjacent atoms? For this one, we just said the only uh, bond we knew, and we wagered zero, so we just threw covalent on the page. Mm. We went zero on this one, and literally only because Channing Tatum says it in 21 Jump Street, we went covalent bonds. <laughs> yep, you are right. It is covalent. Oh, man. Should have wagered on that. So it looks like uh, after the final scores here were tallied, the old man fights just did not have the energy to finish the fight. They, they tired out very quickly and are on, on the couch taking a nap now. So we have 100 points. 
and we lost to the better team today, the home team, mm-hmm. with 145 points, making them the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, root, root, root for Jamal. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. Yeah, it sure was. Jamal's gut coming through, mm-hmm. just like that kombucha. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Uruguay was the big winner here. Yep. I feel like that was... Yeah, and so, Jamal, we didn't really talk about bet, it, smart bet, really. but you're a, you're a big soccer fan and you play soccer, right? Yeah, huge soccer fan. I'm a Arsenal supporter and have been for a long time in the Premier League, but I play like two or three nights a week. For, How'd you get interested in, in uh, Arsenal? Uh, the 2000 World Cup, I think, in France. Mm-hmm. Thierry Henry was a big star there, mm. and he was on Arsenal at the time. Okay. So Cool. Now he's on the Red Bulls, is he? Or is he, is he still on the Red Bulls? He was in the MLS for a minute. He's retired now. Oh, yeah, he's pretty old, I imagine. <laughs> so he was, he was actually coaching in Monaco for a while. Oh, uh, that's where I know it from. He will actually be in the next uh, big WWE event, though. So. <laughs> he's, he's just old enough now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is um, what is Arsenal's uh, big rival? Or who are they? Tottenham. Oh, Tottenham. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So you guys played a really, really great game, Haley. These were a, a really, really fun questions. Um, great category names and kind of all in our different wheelhouses so we appreciate you putting it together thanks for that lord of the rings question too appreciate yeah. it yeah was it uh, martha gamgee no, still no. Okay. martha wise martha wise um but See, like people get so mean just picking on the lord of the rings knowledge all the time yeah oh i know I, it's not bad it's, i'm sure it's fine wait for the new show that's gonna come out that's true um and Haley, we'll have to invite you back uh, to maybe do a Patreon uh, bonus uh, episode with us with a different swing round. Yeah, for sure. I would love to. Uh, so before we, we throw back to Haley, uh, any shout outs on your end, Jamal? Well, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to my wife who is laying down in the bed and is in her third trimester and going to have our first kid. And Congratulations. Oh, all right. Congratulations. Congratulations. And my dog. Little baby dog. Dutch boy, right? Little baby <laughs> Dutch boy. Uh, well, as I say, though, to everyone who's who's having a kid and uh, or is in uh, sort of the pregnancy stage, uh, we hope that you name the kid uh, Matt, Jeff, Neil, or Ken, or some version of it. Uh, we don't expect mm-hmm. it, but we appreciate it. Yeah. We expect it. Actually. We expect it. Uh, Haley and I'll, and... I'll think about it. Yeah, think about it. Just think about <laughs> Just it. Just mull all. it over. Any uh, shout-outs for you, Haley? Um, just a shout out to a 90FM who was the, um, they hold that contest every year and they're the ones that got me into trivia. So it's kind of why I'm here. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for being Patreon supporters. We really appreciate it. And uh, for Jeff, uh, who hopefully is making some difference in the nuclear at Fermi, right? Mm-hmm. He's at Fermi over there making a difference. We'll see what happens if he even comes back. Um, and if not, we'll keep you updated. But for Matt, Ken, Jamal, and Haley, my name is Neil. And that was Triviality. All right. So we'll talk about our wager, Jamal, so that way we'll lock it in so you guys can uh, talk to We won't base it off of yours. Yeah. But how do you feel? She's going to blow probably is something with sailing, and I have known nothing about sailing. Why would you say it's about sailing? Like, she's going to blow. Or no, it's a pirate thing. <laughs> Volcanoes. <laughs> I'm thinking of Darshi blows. Sorry. Yeah. It's a pirate thing. Maybe it's about glass blowing. That's true. Yeah. It could be. Um, Maybe it's about the movie blow. Oh. Maybe it's about cocaine. Could about be about actual blow, which is constantly being sniffed in the studio uh, middle <laughs> not true no not true. that's why we sound like we're falling asleep i that's true can I, you uh, can you so. read our victory as jackson main though uh, sure read it as jackson main so uh, <laughs> uh their, their, their score is uh, uh first let me put some marmalade in my hair uh, marmalade marmalade make it shiny Pomade? nope marmalade some, some marmalade uh
let me look at your score here, 145. 